informal sector activities like uh, Joakali and such were largely ignored and even rarely supported. And even sometimes they were discouraged by the government despite their resilience. Now, today, uh, as of this last decade, the informal sector has grown and employs like 81% of workers. And throughout all this time, the government has generally lacked policy interventions addressing the issue of informality and SMEs, small and medium enterprises. You're listening to the Money Trees Network podcast. I'm your host, Edgar Kaba, with my co-host, JJ. And today's episode, episode 6, will be tackling youth unemployment in Kenya and in Africa. Yeah, so we'll be talking about unemployment of the youth mostly in Africa and Kenya. So um, a few stats to start this episode off about the unemployment in Kenya of the youth is the unemployment rate, or more so like the amount of people who are um, unemployed. So for those guys who are aged 18 to 34 years old, the census found that 8.4 million were employed and another 1.6 million were seeking work, while 3.5 million were not in the labor of were not in the labor force. So from this we see that there's like a really high amount of people who are unemployed. And if we can go into we can if we can look at the trends of unemployment in Kenya for the youth. Um, I like to call this like the the, in the scope of youth unemployment in the last 10 years, over the last 10 years, sorry. So the rate of unemployment since 2010 has been rising. It's been lingering there at 7 point something percent up to 2013. And 2013 was the highest ever recorded um, rate of unemployment. So in 2013 was a year where where we had uh, general elections, like a new, completely new government, because that was after Kibaki's era. So that would be understandable. And then um, now after 2013, it kept on now reducing. The rate of unemployment was reducing year after year, up until 2018, where it was recorded at 713 which was the lowest ever recorded since 2010. So you may argue that with the new government that came into power in 2013, that they took to the task of reducing the rate of unemployment of the youth, because like it's it's evident. If you go to the World Bank uh, website, the data, you'll see the, the graph you'll see that it will be constantly rising up until 2013, and then it will drop. So 
that's just the introduction. Those are the trends and what you need to know about the unemployment of the youth in Kenya. Also, I think uh, I saw a statistic online that 39% of the youth are not in the labor force, were unemployed. And I was I was shocked. I was intrigued because compared to the other years, there were seven, eight. So when I saw the 39, I was like, huh? And then I came to find out that the 39 isn't about people who are unemployed per se. They're just economically inactive. Like some are full-time students, others are homemakers per se, and then the rest are they're unemployed. So I think some statistics online may be misleading, especially like that one. It was kind of, it was weird. It was weird seeing a 39% number, yet it didn't clearly explain that. Most were full-time students and others were homemakers. So it's good to discern between economically inactive and unemployed. So causes of unemployment, youth unemployment. I mean, some are pretty straightforward, but others are kind of counterintuitive, if that's the term. Uh, the well-known ones are low levels of education, like... Okay, this education, this schooling is a whole different topic about that, but low levels of education where people don't have the skills required in the labor force when people are being employed. When you go to a job interview for employment, to get employed, there are certain skills that you lack despite having gone to school. And at the same time, there are those who didn't, reach the higher levels of education like colleges and universities so it leads them to it makes it more difficult for them to find jobs then also the government the government's role here when the government is contracting farms to do some work for them for example construction or you know things like that they mainly contract foreign farms which leave the locals unemployed, and mostly it's the youth. For example, if they want to build a road, they'll contract the Chinese. Uh, if they want to build a railway line, you know, infrastructure mostly, they'll contract foreign farms. Like the Japanese, the Chinese, the ones who do most of the construction, leaving most of the locals who would have done the job unemployed. Another thing is um, back in the day in, in the 70s and 80s, the International Labor Organization, the ILO, came to Kenya and they noted that informal sector activities like uh, Joakali and such were largely ignored and even rarely supported. And even sometimes they were discouraged by the government, despite their resilience. Now, today, uh, as of this last decade, the informal sector has grown and employees like 
81% of workers. And throughout all this time, the government has generally lacked policy interventions addressing the issue of informality and SMEs, small and medium enterprises. And another, another issue when it comes to unemployment is that when these small and medium enterprises are starting up, there's a lack of formal credit from financial institutions. So they are forced to get their capital from savings and or family funds. Now, the main problem is that people think SMEs are formal, like in the private sector. Okay, they're in the private sector, yes. But they're not necessarily formal. Not all SMEs are formal, and I think that's the issue here. SMEs don't have to be formal. SMEs are generally in the business. But even me before researching on this topic, when I thought of an SME, I would think of a formal business, formal activities, you know, office, all that. But in actual sense, I came to learn that small to medium enterprises don't have to be formal. And I think majority aren't even formal. So the fact that they're not formal hinders them from acquiring formal credit. So it's harder for them to get the capital to start the business and run the business. But then now, it's not been all bad, really. There have been successful policies by the government. Like, um, in 1997, there was a Joakali voucher program where eligible unemployed people, mainly disadvantaged youth, were given vouchers that they could use to pay for training at a provider of their choice. This was successful because it had a few advantages, like it ensured a better match between the participant and the training course, and also it generated competition between the training providers, which actually improved the quality of training. Uh, at the end, this stimulated employment, and it was a successful policy. Uh, ongoing in interventions by the government, they include the Youth Enterprise Development Fund, which provides loans and other support to youth enterprises, and the Weso Fund, which provides grants and interest-free loans to women and youth. While no impactful evaluation has been done to assess the effects of these initiatives, it's hoped that they'll continue to address the issue Kenya is facing with youth unemployment. And also to add, like um, last time when we were talking about uh, the economy, the economic, like the whole economy, as the economy as a whole, when we were talking about it with the guys from the Void podcast, like, you know, Kenya is like a developing country. So on your point of um, government favoring foreign farms, like it, it's really disadvantageous to the to the Kenyans, Kenyan farms, because like you see, if you're developing, we need roads and railways and everything. So you see, the government doesn't want to come to the locals. 
and since we are developing like we'll always need we'll always need and require more roads and more really so like it's like an an opportunity for Kenyan farms and Kenyan businesses to grow is there for them but then the government just comes and disrupts everything so like that's another thing to note also like uh in this whole topic of unemployment you see there's also uh it's not always what do they say every cloud has a silver line yeah so like you could opt out to freelancing freelancing means that like you're not bounded to like a certain contract so like there are platforms for this or websites if you may so like some of the freelancing platforms that i know of are uh one ku hustle this is a kenyan one um Kuhasul is very good especially for it it graphic design and general just general skills like it graphic design programming coding and all that also editing editing of scripts and everything then there's fiverr everyone knows about fiverr fiverr which has almost everything from production to graphic design to coding and all that then there's guru guru is actually the largest but guru and fiverr are, guru and fiverr are not kenyan but they they still do offer a lot of opportunities for the youth um to get their money up and to do something worthwhile yeah so how these freelancing platforms work basically you just make an account and you list down your skills and then uh you you will be okay the algorithm will set you up with a job provider like if you are if you're a website developer if that's one of your skills then the jobs that will be on like your page will be like um website developing jobs so the algorithm works to your advantage and um so you you send a quote to the employer and then they choose whether to hire you or not so like it's a really good opportunity for the youth to indulge in businesses also enterprises these large companies or established businesses should provide internship opportunities where uh, these youth can go work for free gain the, the necessary skills which would help them in their path to employment and the government could also implement a fiscal policy by giving a uh, tax breaks and incentives to those who are unemployed which would make it easier for them to go by and the government too could promote entrepreneurship which it does there are usually several youth entrepreneurship summits nowadays and i think it's a good move especially if the youth are stimulated towards entrepreneurship at a young age it gives them a mindset that will help them will give them an edge passing in the job market but also to 
employ themselves so they're not dependent on another company to pick them up and employ them but they'll have the necessary skills and knowledge to start and run their own businesses and um if that's not enough more job bureaus could be started and regulated by the government so that um it can help the unemployed match the job opportunities both in the public and private sector thank you all for listening to the money trees podcast make sure you subscribe and give us a five star rating on apple podcasts so that you can support us and help us uh, come up with more content for you guys also thank you for all the guys who've been listening since the first the very first episode i uh, really appreciate you guys so that's been all from us and have a blessed day mm-hmm.